Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to stand in your presence once more, to seek your face, to eat from your table, and for a spirit man to be fed. I ask, Lord, for your impartation and direct imprint of your word on the tablets of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Please have your seats. Um, we were on the subject of willingness or being willing, even as Princess led the preceding prayers. Um, just so we are reminded that we're on willingness before we took uh, a satanic break from praying. I'll say something to all of you, and I'll say it um, unapologetically. If your heart is wrong, everything you do will be wrong. Maybe someday you will grow in your walk with God. In that growth or maturity, you will learn one thing, that walking with God is done alone. That wisdom, it comes by maturity. You will learn it. How is it that I'll stand before God in judgment alone? It's me alone. You judge me alone. My actions. And then all the while I leave, my actions are dependent on what Aunt Agatha does. I will, I'll be judged alone. How is it that if I'll be judged alone, what I do, do not do, how I feel, how I do not feel is hinged on what she does to be alone. So I am responsible for my heart. I am responsible for my motives. It's even crazy when you see what Jesus said in his, the, um, one of the most eschatological passages in the Bible that a husband and his wife will be lying down and he says one will be taken and the other left. 
So husbands and wives don't even share common faith when it comes to God and when it comes to making heaven. So, a part of the reason we have not moved forward is because when we all came to this church, we have met people who have meant more to us than the purpose for which God brought us here. I'm going to repeat what I said. Although came, how she came to church, only she knew. But when she came, she has met Winnie, and Winnie, and what Winnie says, what, please sit down to stop faking obedience. And what she does has become more important to her than the purpose for which God brought her here. And is the reason we are in the situation we are in right now. Yes. And that situation is what has killed the willingness of many. I teach and I say to, if, if I'm in FBS or SBS, and you see us teaching about how to be a strong Christian all the time, you, you won't understand until you realize that the atmosphere one lives in and the kind of people who surrounds you in the atmosphere you live in determines how strong you are in Christ. Because you say you are saved. You will be saved as long as your neighbor is saved. That's no salvation. You'll be saved as long as your friend is saved. That's no salvation. You'll be saved or you will work for God as long as I work for God. So, if the heart is wrong, everything you do, I, I, I think it was L.P. Lisa was telling that I remember the first time somebody took me to the internet cafe. I've never touched computer before. The first time, it was in the 90s. Um, and this young man, he lived in Kenya for nine years. He lived in Westlands. He was a Ghanaian, much older than myself. I mean, if I'm talking of the early 90s, then I was a kid. I had started a fellowship by then and prophesied. So he came. I don't know what made him leave Kenya, but he was older. He was a very tall man. He maybe I've slept with some of you before. So he was very tall. If you want to know, come and ask me the name. I'll tell you. And he lived here for nine years. I didn't know then. But he came to our fellowship one night. I don't remember. It, it was either me or my brother who was prophesying. And um, my brother, either him or I, I don't know. I 
can't remember. But one of us prophesied to him that he was going to travel outside. So I think having come back from Kenya, uh, I don't know if he was deported. He started following us. But I think he was much exposed. Either they deported him from one country and he came here. And then from here, he lived here and came to Ghana. What must be one of those stories? So he followed us for a while. Whatever we eat is what he will eat. Yes, because he, he couldn't believe that someone could look into his life, tell him A, B, C, D, that happened to him, and it's true, and that this is what God was going to do. So from time to time, he would disappear. But when he disappeared, he was going to the internet cafe. So one day he asked me, do you have an email? I said, I don't have an email. What is email? Yeah. And so it was the first time he took me. He said, come. He took me to the internet cafe and showed me how to go to Yahoo. In fact, my first first email he created for me. Yeah. And showed me how to have emails replied to emails, and then how to chat on AOL. Do you know AOL? You don't know AOL? Do you know AOL? You, find, you found High Five. Uh, Yahoo had, before WhatsApp and before um, CG Word, um, there was AOL. Yahoo had a chat Similar to whatever happened to Yahoo, only God knows. But Yahoo had a, lot, a chat called AOL. And they had a chat room. Ah, now you remember. If I was you. <laughs> yeah, they had a chat room. You find anybody and chat with in the chat room, you know. So uh, he showed me that. That's what he was doing. Yeah. And eventually the prophecy came to pass. He left Ghana and went to the United Kingdom. You know, so but the one thing he said to me, even before I went to senior high and sat in a class for computer, was that whatever you input into a computer is what will determine what the computer gives back to you. I can't forget that. It didn't make sense, but he told me that. He said, whatever it is you put into this computer will determine what it gives back to you. And then, when I went to school for the first time, one of the, my first computer lesson, I can't forget, you know, that the computer teacher taught was Gigo. Garbage in, garbage out. So for me, right there, it confirmed what my church member had told me. Whatever you put in is what will determine what it gives back to you. And a lot of us serve God oblivious of the fact that it is whatever you 
put into God that he will return to you. So, praying about willingness may not look important. But if it isn't, and you're serving God anyhow you want to serve him, you're wasting your own time. So, this subject of willingness, it, it may be that it is what God wants us to pray about on this mountain. Yes. Because why do you want to work for five years, six years, and it is a waste of your time? Like whatever you've done for five years was useless. You must have a lot of time or you are one of those people God has told you die at 95. That you're willing to spare five years for nothing or ten years for nothing. One of the things I'm consciously always aware of is time. I don't know why. I, I don't know. But it's one of the things I'm constantly conscious of time. Time. And not just time as in I have a six o'clock meeting, but the wastage of time itself and the wastage of weeks and months and years without anything to show for. And that's because it is near impossible to know when you will exit this world. It's near impossible. Unless nights before your death, you have a vision. Or God sends you a prophetic word. Somebody comes to you and says, Sir, God says I should tell you that in three days, your time is up. Uh-huh. Do you understand? So, because even when you are aware of when you will die, you even become worse. Hezekiah knew that God has given me additional 15 years. From the time the prophet spoke to Hezekiah to when he died, the guy became an idol worshiper. Even when he knew the time determined upon him. Are you listening to me? So, the crucial quality necessary for you when you're serving God is willingness. And this morning, I'm going to show you again without a shadow of that. You judge for yourself. Amen? Amen, church? Now, as for prayer, we know we pray. But who is praying? The one whose heart is being coerced. The one whose service is coerced. The one whose love is coerced. So the issue is not even your ability to pray. It's not. If I leave you here and I say we are praying all morning, you will pray. And somebody will even be praying and feel forced to pray. 
not willing to pray. So, I believe there are fundamental things that teaching of the word of God must correct in us. Then, when you now put in a little effort, you see God pouring his blessings on it. Because what is the essence of praying a whole day like the Pharisee prayed? Jesus said his prayer was not justified. Look at the verbosity with which he prayed, recounting what he did, how he pays time, how he doesn't sin, how he's this. His words, the, the, the number of his words, compared to the words of the tax collector, and it will tell you that prayer is not about the multitude of words. The heart. He stood and prayed thus with himself. Have you ever seen somebody praying with himself? God, I thank thee. I thank thee. I'm not as other men are. Extortioners. Unjust. Adulteress. I haven't slept with anybody's wife before. I haven't extorted a dime from any human being. Some of you, if you're left, that's how you will pray. That's how you will talk. Walking in self-righteousness. That's how you will talk. That's why you can have sex with 20 massages and say it's one. I'm not saying somebody has so. I'm, I'm teaching. It's an example. Because to us, the more like you limit the sin, you know I did five. But let me say I did one. Do you understand? No, I took 10. But let me say I took 2. It's as though it, it reduces the gravity of the thing. Do you get it? And in all of that, he's not being a thief. That is an extortioner. Not being an unjust person. And not being an, an adulterer. All of these seemingly righteous things. Do you understand that he's done are all cancelled out by his self-righteousness, which is a bigger sin than the adulterer. Which is a bigger sin than the extortioner or the unjust. Are you listening to me? So again, Jesus is showing you what heart he had. I'm not as other men are. Extortionist, unjust, adulterer. I believe sincerely that this guy knew the publican. Because he mentioned three specific things. And I think that guy was doing those things. He was an extortioner. Then he was unjust. He never, you know, did justly with men. 
And then he had Mpango Akando. And the publican knew. Yes, that's why some of you, in prayer, you are looking at other people. Hey. See, Masai girl is praying. <laughs> Even in prayer. Do you understand? Because you're always, all the time, conscious about other people and not yourself. Conscious about other people and not yourself. Me, if nothing is brought to my desk, I don't assume, I don't want to assume, and I don't want to, if I see it with my eyes or it's brought to my desk. But to now see, let me see what Odor is doing. I mean, you have that much time. Like, you, you haven't finished dealing with, let me see what she's up to. I do not have one minute to even think about it. One young lady came to speak to me. People were gossiping in the church. Oh, this person is her beloved. And we have a church full of such people. Do you understand? It only takes them two minutes to see Koana and Masai girl talking in the corner. To start a rumor. Oh, you like the Maasai girl? Oh, okay. I'm anointed for names. Do you understand? Two minutes you see corner and Maasai girl talking in the corner. And then the rumor meals starts. You see, whatever you think people are doing eh, is what you are doing. Yes. It means that in your world, nobody can have a harmless conversation here. Because you cannot have a harmless conversation. Yes. The reason many of you don't trust what we want to do as pastors is because you don't trust yourselves. Wait, it gets even worse. The reason why when people show you kindness, love, you think them to be a fool is because that is exactly how you are. All your life, you have taken people for a fool. I'm telling you, whatever your heart is, eh? I say, I believe Jesus will confirm that one day when we go to heaven, that this guy praying, this guy called the Pharisee, he knew the tax collector. He knew him. So the moment he came to prayer, he said, ah, Messiah girl to us, come here. Okay, let me pray. Today my prayer will be about the Messiah girl. Lord, I'm not like people, sleepy people who drink blood, cow blood. But I have come to seek your face, Lord. I don't extort money. And I don't, I'm not an adulterer. Or even as this publican. So he knew this guy. Without it, he knew this guy. Or there were other people praying. The scenario can be two. There were other people praying and he knew this one is an unjust guy. 
This one is uh, an extortioner. This one is an adulterer. And then he saw Masai girl. Right? Do you understand? This could be the possible, I believe this is, this scenario fits better. He saw somebody in there, ah, hmm, that guy there is an extortioner. Ah, that guy there is unjust. Ah, this one there. And then he saw the tax collector. So he put all of them together in his prayers. Lord, I am not unjust. I believe the unjust guy said, eh? Lord, I'm not an extortioner. The extortioner stopped praying. Said, Charlie, be, be careful. I'm not an adulterer. And then the guy who was into adultery started looking at this guy. Yeah, one time, somebody went to a pub. And people were sitting down. <laughs> uh, women are bad. Who? <laughs> the guy went to the pub. And everybody was drinking. And then he decided to make a loud phone call. So he made a phone call. So, my brother, come here now. You know, those ones who are talking so you can hear they are talking. If you don't come here now, things are bad. I have just seen your wife with another man. In two seconds, all the ladies got up and disappeared. Your wife is here right now with another man. Oh yeah. All the men were just seated, seated down. It is the women who got up. Not the wives. Women. Because how did we know their wives until they got up? All the women got up and they left the, the bag. They, this one grabbed the bag. This one grabbed the phone and quickly do you understand? Because they don't know which of the husbands is the brother or that is being called to come here. Do you get it? Yes. So, he, that's how loud the guy was praying. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So, if they make that call, you also grab your bag. Oh, yeah. Because if you are nobody's wife, you sit down, you, you chillax and continue. It showed that every one of them. So all the men, when they were not left, they were looking at the man. Yeah, all of them were just looking at the man who made the phone call. Yes. I, I think he was trying to prove that women are cheats. He didn't believe in marriage. Yes, the guy, he didn't believe in marriage. Yeah, so he wanted to prove that women are cheats. You know? Give me verse 12. So you've seen all the weddings, right? I fast twice in the week. Do you know what it takes? I have fasted for many years until recent, every Tuesday, because I was born on a Tuesday. Even doing once a week is not a joke. Yeah, that particular um, day is when all your, you, you've ate Monday. Just fast Tuesday. Live and eat Wednesday. The Tuesdays doesn't accept that you should fast. It's even difficult. This guy, he didn't do once. He did twice. Every week. And when a Pharisee tells you every week, 
He means every week. Guys who can count kumim to give us tithe. And he says he fasts twice. He knew he fasts twice. And to do it all his life as a Pharisee. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. When this guy says he gives tithe, he's not giving tithe like you. The guy will sit down from morning to evening and count kumim or kadamon to give as tithe. Do you understand? Yes. Because later on, Jesus referenced their ability to pay tithe on, on, on such tiny, tiny things. Yes. It means that to pay tithe, they have to count all the cumin seeds. Right? Yes. Or the cardamom. They have to count all. Yes, one by one. Then you now remove the tithe from it. And these Pharisees could do it. Yeah, they could do it. To pay tithe on mint. So when they harvest mint, you have to count the leaves. Jesus is telling you how laboriously religious they were. In their religious practice and or endeavors, it also brought labor because you have to count the leaves of the mint. Do you understand? And then the anise and then the cumin. And those are very, very tiny things. Hmm. Do you get it? And that's what we are. We like the labor. But our hearts will rather stay the same way and we have the labor, like praying for four hours, like praying for five hours, like praying, like I am a devil, but I will still pray. I'm a demon, but I'll still pray. So that's exactly what I'm teaching fits even with this. We will like the labor of prayer, but to change your heart so that even if you just made one sentence, God hears you. No, I rather like the labor. God, see how I've been shaking my head for the last two hours. If you think God will answer your prayers by the shaking of head, you're a joker. Come with me. I'll take you to a church where when they pray, you'll be surprised that after they pray, people's necks are still intact. You couldn't be shaking your neck that way and it's still intact. And they do it almost every other day. Praying, come, I'll show you. Hey. Back to I fast twice. I give tithes of all that I possess. Verse 13. And the publican standing afar off will not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Recognizing your who or how you are, brothers and sisters, is 
how to be justified in prayer. Are you listening to me? So, willingness, serving God without willingness is a waste of your time. Yes. Write it down. Serving God without willingness is a waste of your time. Giving offering without willingness is a waste of your time. Exodus 35, 29, the children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. Amen? Yes. But let's move away from all these ones this morning to something more weighty and offensive. (laughs) If you don't want to be Offended, please leave now. It's about to get hot. First Chronicles twenty-eight verse So take me back to verse 5. Let me see. All right. Let's drop it to verse 4. How be it the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. Remember that God has, well, I hope he has chosen you To be a believer. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. At the rate at which you are going, I hope so. Yes. I can't tell. Paul makes me to understand that the Lord knoweth them that are his. So he knows, but I don't know. Yes. I can only tell by how you are practicing your belief. Do do you understand? Yes. Yes. But I can't also tell you that you are not. Yes, some of you on your deathbed is when you repent. Right now you are just doing religion. Yes. But when death is staring you in the face and you are about to meet God, you may repent genuinely then. So I can also say you are not. Do you understand? Yes. So David is recognizing that God had chosen him to be king over Israel forever. And it's true. He's going to be king over Israel forever. Yes. Uh, a man has his extension in his sons. Oof. Love that. A man has his extension in his sons. Not in his daughters. Daughters terminate extension. My daughter is an extension or going to be 
an extender of somebody's son's extension. I don't know why it's like that. Don't be offended as a girl, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Every man's seed is propagated and given longevity through sons. Yeah. 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 This girl is going to meet a, a, a stranger. A stranger whose father is looking for extension. And then that boy is going to use her for the, the father's extension. Do you understand? Yes. My daughter is going to meet a stranger. And then a strange boy. A stranger who is a boy. And then that boy is going to use my daughter for the extension or his father's extension. That's why when the sons in this church don't resemble me, and it is the daughters, and even the daughters, as the years go by, we realize they are not a real resemblance. Then there's a problem. My extension is in my son. Yes. When I look at my son, I know he's my son. I see my extension in him. And you see, the seed he has is my seed. It's amazing. Like his children are literally like I've given some of my children to him. And then he will give some of his children, the children I gave him to his children and to his children. Can you see the extension? But we need the girls. Just accept that, Charlie, this is your lot in this life. Yes. Girls, just accept. Don't argue with God. Do you get it? Yeah. Don't argue with God. Yeah. The only time you ever feel like we are all on the same is when we enter glory. Because when we enter glory, there is neither male nor female. Uh-huh. But until then, just accept that me to this is my assignment. And do it well. Do you understand? Yes. And do it willingly. Yes. You get it. So, a man finds his extension in his sons. Yeah. I can tell you this church has no future. I can tell you this church has no future. Because all the young men that come around this church are no sons. They don't resemble me. Show me one person that resembles me. And the fact is, they are, you see, they are catching feelings already. And they are thinking they are catching feelings will stop me from teaching this. Catch feelings. Catch feelings make I catch feelings. They are not my sons. They are not my sons. I mean, with this level of unseriousness, not my sons. I know what you are saying. eh? We we don't want you to be our father. That's the problem. That's the problem right there. That's where the problem began. Because if you truly came here and you wanted to be fathered, you will shamelessly 
want to, my son will look like me, whether he likes it or not. He will look like me. At some point, I'll look at him and say, ah, I've seen this face before. It's not imposed on him. It's not forced on him. How? It is carried in his genes. It's carried in his genes. Sons that are afraid of prayer and fasting. You can't be my son. You can't. You, you are afraid of fasting. Sons that are afraid of ministry. Being sick. Let's be honest. You see, so even as you are saying your heart, yeah, but the, no, I have not asked to be your son. Yes, that's the problem. So what you're actually thinking is a response is the problem. I have lived, my life is bare before you. That's the truth. When I first came to Kenya, I, 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 I told them I was married. They said, ah, he's not married. I, we, even with my wife's pictures and children's picture, they were saying I was not married. If I want to tell you the nonsense I've heard in this church, yeah, and some of the speakers of those nonsense are in the church. Do you understand? Yes. You saw my father married and he married properly. I want to marry and also marry properly. They are not my sons. Look at the games they play. Because sonship, it goes beyond, you know, just being in one environment. The thing is connected by genetics. That's why we are the seed of God. Those who are truly saved are the seed of God. Yeah. And you see, Peter tells you what kind of seed it is. Incorruptible seed. Even God in giving birth to us needed a seed. Come on now. And he says incorruptible seed. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. Are you listening to me? So, He says, he has chosen Judah to be the ruler and of the house of Judah, the house of my father. So again, he's saying that me too, I'm an extension of someone. And among the sons of my father, he liked me. God liked me to make me king over all Israel. I'm going to be very blunt. Can I be blunt? It is when I came here, I realized people don't care who likes them or don't like them. It's a natural defiance. And that is why we don't have great pastors, great young men, great young women. Because you don't know that your making is connected to your liking. When somebody likes you, he will make you. Oh, I'll live my life. Somehow as I'm going, yeah, God, I'll make it. Anywho, I'll make it. Anywho, I'll make it. You, you see, you, you only be nicely dressed. As for making it, you make it. You, but you be nicely dressed. There are some human beings 
in this world who are great. If he gives you his complimentary card, anywhere you go, that card opens a door for you. There are people like that. You don't have a lot of them around here. But if you go to Nigeria and Ghana, someone has, is so great and has built such a system that his card alone will open a door for you. A card. So, the slave queens look for such men. And when they are privileged and somebody puts and removes a card, finito. There, there are levels of greatness. There are levels of greatness. So, if you go to his company and you show the card, the door opens from down here and it opens there and it opens there and it opens there. So, when you leave, I don't care who likes me. When you don't care who likes you, 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 you are also demonstrating that you don't care whether you are made great or not. So, you will spend many years with that wrong attitude. God liked me. He liked me. David is saying it. He liked me. To make me king over all Israel. He liked me. God liked me. He liked me. You know, not caring who likes you or doesn't like you is a sign of pride. Yeah. Hmm. I used to have one pastor who be preaching. I don't need a man. I said, I don't preach it. I use that in my teaching. You preach. I don't need a man. I don't need, when you finish, who pays your rent? A man. He said, let's calm down. We are human beings. I tried to correct that teaching. Do you understand? I tried to correct that teaching. She'll be preaching. I don't need any man. God is my husband. He's a lie. We know if we, we know our Bible. So I know the context in which God is your husband. I know that. But you are a human being. God is not your husband. You make God a polygamist. He's princess's wife, uh, husband. He's Elvina's husband. He, he's Mokami's husband. He's Juan's husband. He's uh, Masai girl's husband. He's Aunt Agatha's husband. God is now a polygamist. <laughs> So we know the extent, we know the context in which God is a husband. Do you understand? The person should you be preached. The next, the person buying food for you is a man. So you need a man. Come down. If women didn't need a man, they won't be masturbating, using cucumber, using carrots, using um, banana, using bottles. You understand? If you didn't need a man, you didn't look for something that looks like a man. 
then the sex toy industry will not be one of the most multi-million industry if women, because women are more than men. So the number of women using sex toys, if you want a very fast moving business, enter sex toy business. Don't go. (laughs) You'll be rich right now. Yes, you'll be rich right now. And it's a proof that women, you need a man, whether you like it or not. And then when you are even married, you need, women, you shock me. Many of you don't know. You still even need your husband to like you. A man can marry you and then he stops liking you. So when you are even married, you still need him to like you. That's how much you need a man. You see that many things you get when you are liked. Oh yes. Do you know what it takes for a man to pull out a checkbook and sign? He's leaving the house. He says, ah, this woman is so nice. Then he sits down by his table and writes a check. Please pay. Then he leaves that one blank. Um, Five million shillings. So as he's leaving, he says, sweetheart, I have something for you. Husbands should do that. And so, please have this. You check. Men around here don't do it. So you are surprised. Like you, you, somebody wakes up with so much affection for you that day. So what can I do? And then signs a check. He's going. Not like employer, employee. It's your wife. So let me just shock this one. Yeah. So sweetheart, have this. And you check, five million shillings. Or he's going, then he removes his powerful card and says, go shopping. Uh, I mean, don't look at these guys. They don't understand that culture. Don't look at these guys. They're even wondering, what is he talking about? (laughs) Yes, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Marry a good man, even if he's poor. Marry a good man, even if he's poor. The reason I say that is because the day he becomes rich and he's a good man, what of the day he's now rich and you, you, you see a car park there, so I bought this for you. Yeah, that's what, what you look for in a man is not love. Many of you are looking for love. It's not love. Love doesn't keep any marriage or relationship. Yes. Consideration, which can also be called good. Yes. Yes. Good. Consideration. Yeah. It's not love that keeps... No, I, I don't think there is anybody that, after years of marriage, marriage, says that they still feel butterflies. What you see... That keeps many, mar- especially older marriages, is consideration. I don't want to hurt her. Yes. That consideration is what keeps marriages. And I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. It's not a 55, 60 year old man that's not doing, oh, when you see your wife, the skin has changed. 
Yes. Some things have fallen. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You pretend you don't understand. Do you get it? Yes. What you even liked when you married has disappeared. Especially once babies come and take what you like away from you. They take away the shape of the bomb bomb. They came, take away the shape of the stomach. Babies, oh, they take away the shape of the breast. I mean, babies are just disaster bringers. So, imagine what will keep your marriage going if that man is not full of consideration. Because a man literally is attracted, a man is visual in his makeup, what he sees. Do you get it? Yes. And you can keep a woman by your words. Don't have money. Don't have anything. Just have a bank full of words. You will keep her. Yes. Because she is audio in her makeup. Do you understand? And the man is visual in his makeup. So don't, if you, if you are poor as a man, and then you're also poor in words, you are very poor. So when you are poor, have enough lyrics and you still make a headway. Do you understand? Now you are broke and then you also broke when it comes to, you can't put two things together to make somebody feel, Charlie, you're, you're really broke. Yeah. Huh. You should have words also. Yes. So when it comes to a woman, you don't necessarily need money. You also need words. Yes. Then when you're a woman and it comes to a man, you need beauty. Yes. Give him a visual. Do you understand? Yeah. Give him a, a visual and you, he, you'll be hooked. Do you get it? Yes. This one you are walking around the house with Mama uh, Leso. We should call you Mama Leso. Yeah. You, you have long lost him. Do you get it? Yes. Especially now that the internet is wild with all these girls that are wearing things that are shaking things. Hey. I, I, you can't go to Facebook and not see a video of one girl showing ties, showing bomb bomb. You can't go, you like it's every we are literally being bombarded. This if you want to know why men we are we are an endangered species, is because of that. All these brothers here are in danger. We are all in danger. We are being hunted down every minute. Something is hunting us. Hey. This morning, there's a man who is on the internet. He's watching Bomb Bomb right now as I'm teaching. He just woke up. And he's smiling. You understand? And he's in a house with a wife who doesn't know that the husband is being hunted. And he, she has tied the, the head with, with age. With net, net, net. In West Africa, our women have net. 
One day I banned net in my house. I, I, my wife was coming to sleep and she had a net. I said, please remove this net. I didn't marry a fisher woman. In the night, I wake up and I want to touch my wife's hair. Now I'm touching fisherman. You're, I'm not a fisherman. I don't, I don't know about here, but West Africa women, they always go to bed with a night, uh, net. Stalking. It's called talk. Here it's talking. It's called it, the same thing. The way to go to bed. Oh, they use it on the hair. It's even worse here. You turn it upside down. Jesus. One day I screamed in my bed, please remove this net. Because it was offending me. The net. The net was, yes, this net is what they use in West Africa. Yeah, it's what they use. My wife had plenty. I used to hate it. It took me a while to one day say, please, I don't like this net. Yes. I don't like this net. (laughs) So even when he wants to touch your hair, he's reminded, oh, my father is a fisherman. (laughs) Then now they've brought a new one. I think they call it, is it um, um, bonnet? yes to go to bed like that is more beautiful what is that bonnet when we wake up we think you are a chef (laughs) when we wake up we are looking "Ah, I slept by a chef today no yeah yeah. Huh. Bed without bonnet, bed without stockings, bed without net. Yes. You see that you even look beautiful in sleep. You see, that's how bad men want it. That even when you're sleeping, you should still look beautiful. I mean, just accept that being a woman. Is a calling. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Every young lady must have a bedtime routine. Yes. From a certain time, if you is if you're correct, and if your husband is correct, or your Anyway, you're going to marry a correct man. Every woman should have a bedtime routine. Eight o'clock, someone knows that. Ah, she'll enter the shower. When she comes out, she'll sit by the dressing mirror. She'll do this. All of that, you, a woman must prepare to go to bed. You are not married to a fish. You are married to a king. You must prepare to go to bed. Otherwise, your marriage is no different from Mwangi in, uh, in Nyeri. Yes, Mwangi, wow, Wangia. Do you understand? Yes. 
is not different from the person who is somewhere in uh, uh, Kogelo. Do you understand? Whose wife comes from the farm and goes straight to bed? Every girl must, you must have a bedtime routine. You have showered, you have brushed your teeth, you have arranged your hair, you have put roll on, you have put night perfume. Then you go to bed. You have, you have, you have typed, you have put something small on your face. Then you go to bed. We don't want to wake up by a monster. And then before we wake up, you are, you have already woken up and then done your morning routine. When we wake up, we see, ah, she's glorious. Why must we do that? Because Adam, when he woke up, the first thing that captivated him was Eve's beauty. Every morning your husband wakes up to a caricature. Yes. He wakes, every morning wakes up to a caricature. They understand. Then when he goes to the office, they are smart girls. Those girls also woke up as caricatures. But you see, he's seen beauty for the first time in the office. So he's dead. He's thinking of the secretary and not you. Meanwhile, he should be in the office and his mind is locked on you. You see, you are failing. Anyway, let me continue with my willingness. And all these things I'm teaching you will not do unless you are willing. You see, everything revolves around willingness. And this week we are going to resolve the problem of willingness. How be the Lord God of Israel chose me. Okay, we've seen that verse 5. And and of all my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons. Ah, what a blessing to have many sons. Oh, oh, what a blessing to have many sons. Oh Lord, give me many sons. Yeah. If I had sons, my daughters would be married. Whether they are witches or messiahs, they'll be married. For the Lord had given me many sons. He had chosen Solomon to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever. If he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, follow now closely. The congregation of the Lord and in the audience of our God, keep, he's telling Solomon now, keep and seek 
For all the commandments of the Lord your God. So now Solomon has to go and do research. The ones you already know, keep them. But go further. Seek out what God's commandments are. What is it that God wants? What is it that God requires of me? That ye may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. Are you following? But see what he next tells Solomon, verse 9. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Ah, it's good to have a father. Know thou the God of thy father. Then look, he said, and serve him with a perfect Serve him with what? A perfect heart and with a willing mind. So I'm back to where I started. You cannot serve God without a willing mind. The mind is connected to the heart. When the mind is willing, the heart is willing. And when the heart is willing, the mind is willing. Serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searched all hearts and understanded all the imaginations of the thoughts. So you see, he was talking about the mind, then he connects it to the heart. Because the mind, the heart informs the mind. God knows you didn't want to be here this morning. you don't want to be part of the fasting he knows what does he know because he searched all hearts God has made it his business to be looking into people's hearts he's made it his business to be looking into and then understand all imaginations of the thoughts so God has made it his business to be looking into people's minds what are they thinking some of you if they should project your thoughts on the screen as we are in church. If we, they should just, like, there's a system here that picks Masai girl's thought and put it on the screen. Like, let's say the system can put the thought as a picture. Oh... If the system can pick the boy's thoughts, you see a lot of botox. <laughs> it's just a system yeah, Benson. Pip, 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 pip. Then you start counting. It's about to show. It's about to. It shows. Ah, you see, bomb, bomb. Thoughts, mind. Yes, the mind. Yeah. Especially like we are fasting now. The thoughts the system will pick up will be food. Yes. Now that's how the Holy Spirit works. He looks into the minds, the imaginations. Do you get it? If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. So David was telling Solomon that you have to serve God 
with a perfect heart and a willing mind. Hmm. Amen. Take me to verse 20. So David is not finished. He's about to die. So he's giving his final instructions. So in the same chapter, David said to his said to Solomon, his son, be strong. End of good courage and do it. So he's talking about serving God, building his house. How do you do it? Be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And behold, the causes of the priests and the Levites, even they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God. So the pastors and the Levites were in those days um, divided into courses for service in the sanctuary. When you come to church, a group of people have removed themselves from the courses. So three, four people clean the house of God day to day, week after week, month after month, year after year. There are some special priests and Levites who are not part of any cause. There are some special shepherds. They have never cleaned the church they attend, the branch they sit in. It is a fool in the church. That is the cleaner. When they served God, they served God in courses. If you like, draw a timetable for cleaning in your branch. You will regret. I said if you like, draw a time. Tell your chief of staff, draw a timetable of all shepherds. That this one will clean this time. That one will clean. There are some people in the house of God. There are some labors that are beneath them. If that offends you, your prayers will not be answered. And I'm not afraid to tell you that. Yes. Yeah. It means that you don't love the house of God. It's so, it's so plain. Yes. The same people were washing women's braziers can't wash God's church, can't cleanse God's seats. Yes. Some girls even use their brothers to clean their rooms. 
come and serve in God's house, they, they won't do it. I'm explaining the cause. If you like, remove it from your Bible. David had divided the priests and the... So the, what they had, uh, maybe you call modern word, will be shifts. They had shifts. You go to Embakasi and it is two people that will be cleaning the church. You come to HQ and it will be three, four people maximum that will make time to clean the church. You go to Apache and if God doesn't help over there, maybe one. But the Levites and the priests You see, that's why it is wrong to say that we have dancing stars. Dancing stars falls falls under Levites. Choir falls under Levites. Because the Levites were actually the, like, maybe you call them, um, they had, the Levites also then had divisions. As it is in the church today. So the Basantes are Levites. The greatest are Levite. This is the only church that greatest think that their calling is to dress. How is it that the person going to welcome you is late to church? And you are welcoming them to happy, a dirty house. So the, the job of shepherds, the job of ashes, the job of, of, first of all, the house must be clean. Who are you going to welcome? To where? I said, remove it from your Bible. There was a cause. David had come up with a cause. So you are coming to sing as a choir. Now, let's bring the bottle tops. Let them, let them, let's leave the bottle tops, the pieces of broom. Stand in the midst of bottle tops, chewing gums, biscuit covers, Coca-Cola, Fanta bottles, and sing to your God. So, for you, it's somebody's job to clean here. There you come, and then do any branch. That person. Do you understand? Yes. The Levites had a cause. The priests, the pastors had a cause. When I appointed pastors, I needed to check their heart. When I appointed appointed this batch of pastors, I needed to check their heart. So I told them, pastors come for cleaning. When we were at Langata, Yes. So pastors were coming to church at five something. And then we are cleaning the church, cleaning the seats, cleaning the compound. For how long? I swept that compound. Sometimes from the gates down to the mouth of the entry of the church. Because if they are bosses, I'm in trouble. 
So I checked the pastors. All the pastors, they will come. Before six o'clock, the pastors are there. Seats are being cleaned. The toilet down then is being washed. Where the children used to sit for the week, we are sweeping all those places. Then when the shepherds are coming, they have frowned their face because they didn't get the number of souls they should get. At the point, they, the shepherds thought they are the only ones doing anything. Yeah? To keep that compound clean was not a joke. If you don't believe me, talk to governor. Yeah? Apart from governor, he was the only one outside of the pastors who show up. Yes, he comes. And that was because he was working around me. Yes. So you see the pastors with him. And we are the ones that have taken care of that compound. They had courses, the Levites and the priests. And they shall be with thee for all manner. So he's saying that, oh, people to serve. Ah, they are even shifts waiting for you. And then, if you're looking for people for workmanship, watch this. Every willing, skillful man. So the skillful men were willing. Today, there are people who sit in the church who knows what to do to make this church. They are skilled in one way. They are either skilled in computer, they are skilled in um, designs. Yeah. I picked one young man who is skillful. And I said, you can help the church to design a background. And I even took the initiative forward because the church being just plain like this and for the long is not good. Then we also handicap financially. But you are skilled. So I showed him a kind of background we can do. And what I'm saying, I have a witness for it. I'm not just saying something. Which, if by his skill, will have a church design, and you think we even spend millions to do it. So I actually went forward the same way I called somebody and shared with the person that, oh, you know, the dancing stars, now let's do this. And I went forward. And look for the songs to use. Like I sent almost over 30 to 50 songs. If this doesn't work, this can work. 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 work. So I showed this brother and I said, we can get this done for church. You see, if God gave me every skill eh? God will be, he will just sit in heaven and relax. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts me that I don't have some skills. Everything you see me do, I'm even forcing. Yes, I'm even forcing. I'm even forcing. And then I also have a, a certain 
ability, the ability to learn new things. So I'm not too old to learn new things, and I'm still learning. Do you understand? So I said to design this. You see, the truth of the matter is people want to use the house of God. But what God has given to them, they don't want to use it in the house of God. We would have easily designed something. And that would have brought my next phase of plan into being. So that not being done, I called Odo and I gave her. You see, that step was step number one. It hadn't been done. Do you understand? Yes. Because the person to do it is in a certain cocoon. You know cocoon. Yes. The person is in a bubble. Careful you don't bust it. Yes. So because that hasn't worked, I've, I've, I have to move forward. So I, I've given Odo step number two. But that was step number one. Then this was going to be step number two. And step number one, I initiated, when did we have election? In August. I'm, I'm talking about, if, is if you sit in Niger and say, this man, he's Akuna uh, Kasirika. You don't know me. I'm one of the most patient human beings on earth. I'm telling you that step number one, I initiated in August. We are in January is when I've moved, since number one is not working, I've moved to step number two. And as step number two is going to start, I'm thinking of how in the midst of step number two, I can get step number one implemented. So I look for an alternative. I even went forward and looked for an alternative. If Kevin is here, he'll tell you either November or so. Since step number one, Nangoja, for long and he's, so i started looking for an alternative for step number two you, that step number one and then step num- the alternative i found is also busy but david is assuring solomon that you will find skillful men who are willing if we had skillful men in this church who are willing, there is no video of the church that will not go viral. To even just take time and say, I'm sending this teaching to all my friends' list. I'm bomb- Whether they like it or not, they must hear my past. They don't, they don't do it, but you should see them busy watching pornography. What are you sharing on your status? You have a skill for WhatsApp. Uh-huh. People come to your WhatsApp to watch. The, what are you sharing on your WhatsApp? It's because whether the skillful people in God's house are not even willing. If they do it at all for one month, they are tired. David was telling Solomon, you will find skillful, skillful workmen. Eh? They will be with thee. They will be with you. They are with you. If you're looking for workmanship for this, like I was looking for workmanship, it wasn't my house I wanted designed. Do you understand? If it's my house, and you say, oh, I don't have time. 
Ghana. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. But it was for the house of God. You see, one day you will answer for your talent. Oh, you will. One day, you will answer for your money. Oh, you will. You will. I said, for the house of God. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, Sometimes people think that things are easy. People think things are easy. One, one, One person like that in the church. They think that, you know, I wanted to put wallpaper. You know? And then you see the project has stalled, right? I had a design for the pillars for this, even for the back here. So, one person like that decided, so, let me. And then the person went and brought somebody who is into the thing. You get the point now? And then, when they asked, they slapped the person with a bill. Me. In my small office, I was hoping the person, Apostle, don't worry, I'm going to take care of it. But when they slapped the person with the bill, um, the lady has said that um, it will um, require this. And then they gave the amount. Shocking. (laughs) You see, that's how you know that. And maybe the person is willing, but the Financial wherewithal akuna. Yeah, so there's willingness. Do you get it? But what we were orig- what my plan originally, it only it required a willing person. Yeah, we choose this. This is what we do. So the church background I will look like this. Look right. And I went further. We I like I was with these people and I watched videos with them. And to, tomorrow you want to sit down with me and waste five minutes of my time. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I'm teaching on willingness. You know, when you're going through the day, you, you ask yourself questions. Yes. There are people who have been in the media who could make our church visibility assured? Where are they? They are workmen who are skillful but not willing. Give somebody a work to do with the church. Skillful men. I'm talking about skillful men. Yes, they'll do it after they have rested. They'll do it when they are happy. Post a video. They'll do it when they are happy. Yeah. So, I took over the... the you, you're a workman, a skilled workman. You don't want to use it. I went and learned video editing. I shoot the videos. I edit them. I write whatever. I post them myself. It has just given me an opportunity to learn something I didn't... A skill... I didn't have before. You see, that's why I tell you, you'll be judged for your talent. Yes. You see, one talent man is adding, I've added a talent to my one talent. When my Lord comes, I will have something to show him that you gave me one talent, but this is what I made out of the one talent. 
There are some people, skillful work. Can I talk about workmen? Mm-hmm. If you see a pastor on TV, in his church, there's somebody who works with a media house. If you see a pastor being called for an interview on a TV, radio station, there is a skillful workman. As for my skillful workmen, they are sleeping and eating prick, prickles. Is it called prickles? Prick, no, prick, pickles. That thing we, they do in Mombasa. Mango pickles. Pickles. Yes. As for my skillful workmen, they are eating pickles with chili. Achari. Yes. If you see a pastor, is it somebody says, This is my pastor? That's it. You see somebody is doing um, an online ministry and you see 1,000, 10,000. There is that. You see, there's a prayer group in Ghana. It's, it actually started in Nigeria. And then it has gone worldwide. Right? It has gone worldwide. People just come on to pray. This, if, if I tell you how, it's not that some, you see, your pastor is anointed. You don't know it. Because you, you are looking into somebody's house and say, yeah, that's it. But the people in that house, they identified their pastor. What they did was that the moment their pastor went online, every member, how many people do you have on Facebook? You have 5,000. They'll send the link to not less than 1,000 people. So, somebody also started a prayer in Ghana and it has caught fire. The one they were criticizing the other day, it's caught fire. Why? The members and the people who join, they share with everybody. You'll just be there, you get it in your inbox. If you don't get it in your inbox, you get it on WhatsApp. If you don't get it on WhatsApp, they have looked for you on Telegram. I get some. So, you see, somebody has come online and he has 10,000. What it means is that the willing team was so willing that we will share at all costs. So 10,000 people have had their pastor. You sit here with a heart that we need to go to Lake Victoria. Remove the biggest hippopotamus. Tie your heart to the hippopotamus and say hippo, pulam. Pulam, pulam. So as the hippo is pulling, so we need a chief of staff that is like a hippo. And now he, he, he or she ties the hearts of 20 people to herself. And then the hippo is coming and he's pulling the hearts. So when I said to you that we have been doing rape ministry, you, 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 you don't understand it. 
I came here to teach you, not to pray. Uh, and I'm teaching. Yes. I'll pray or we'll pray when the message that this is what it costs to be willing or that this is what God requires. Then when we're praying for willingness, you're praying with a certain level of understanding. I'm only deepening it. I started it and I'm deepening it. Yes. The skillful man for. He said, every willing, skillful man. If you like, let me sit here at the back there. I can call Pastor Edwin 10 times. In fact, forget 10 times, 100 times. Call me, Pastor Edwin. You come. I said, Call me, Pastor. Call him. You come. You go and so, come. Let me try with what some of these young people there. After twice, ah, this man too. Mm, yeah. ah. If I come, just say all that you want to say in one, in one, whatever. Every minute, call me. Call me this. Ah. If people's memories are failing, they should go and pray for the Holy Spirit so that you'll be, they'll be walking away and over. If people's memories are failing, there, there are people. I mean, old age can do this to people. Then when they read that, they forgot what I told them because your memory. Yes. Yes. Huh? People can't even sit for five minutes. Everyone call me this one. Everyone call me this one. You see that you're a skilled man who is not willing. You're a skilled man, but not willing. Yes. When it comes to building the church, like we have moved, we've got land. We need skilled men who are willing. People will do Jango for their stomach. Then when the church is building and we are all carrying sand, they'll say, he kazi kwa kanisani ana pe lipa pesangapi pesa kichwayako. And carry two cement bags as they analipa pezangapi pesa kichwayako. Why do you think all these years God gave you a particular skill? There are people seated here who are good at hunting for money for Pharaoh. Ehena, why you think I'm afraid of some of you? Ehena, now it's time to hunt for money for the house of God. You, you start, I'm, I, I dare you to start giving excuses. Pharaoh says, first quarter of the year, our projected profit or budget is 500 million. Your target is 100 million. And he says, yes, Pharaoh. Now God says, I need this. Hunt for it. You can't think outside the box. That is why Pharaoh has more money than the church of God has. Because God's workers have gone to work for Pharaoh. I said God's workers have gone to work for Pharaoh. If I had money, I won't be in this place right now. I'll be on the land, even if it's a tent, and then be building over it. I won't be here right now. Because God's people who should hunt for money for God are hunting for money for Pharaoh. And then when Pharaoh gets the money, he uses the money to fight the house of God. 
Let the bank manager come up now and talk against the church. His voice will carry weight. Which pastor will talk? You're already broke. You're asking the church members for offering. How did the bank manager or the bank whatever owner had that audacity? He had money. Who got him the money? God's children. God saved people working there. Have hunted for his millions. When they are with Pharaoh, you should see their willingness. The one they are in the house of God. Um, you know, brothers and sisters, let's sit down and let's look at this thing pragmatically. Um, in pragmatic sense, even me, because I work in a, a financial institution, uh, sometimes our targets are targets that we, we really, uh, come on, when it comes to God, you're full of words. You know, because of the economic, da- Pharaoh has reduced target for you because of economic meltdown? No. In fact, they rather shoot it high so that what last last, they still hit where they want to be. Pharaoh tell this person, come for this shift. They go for that shift. If he's even angry, he said, come again. They have no choice. They will go. Then the Christian is frowning. That he, he has us to come for morning prayers. Then he has ended the evening. As if the evening is not enough. He has said that you should come and pray. <laughs> 24 hours. One day you soon know who you loved. And some people, it will, those, it will be surprising to them that they didn't love God. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I love God with all my heart. Yeah. That's why I'm passionate when things go wrong. You see me. <laughs> me. I'm, I am a, a man who is dying slowly. Yes. I am not like, like this is the church I'm pastoring. Fasting. Prayers. Ah. And I weep for Kenya. I'm telling you. I weep for this nation. My heart weeps for this nation. Having spent 14 years here, I would be very surprised if a lot of Kenyans go to heaven. I'll be very surprised. I'll be very surprised. And it's making my stay here, I am afraid that I will stay here and end up going where they are going. I'm telling you, I've served God among willing people, so I know what it is like. Anyway, as you're offended because I've mentioned Kenyans. And sometimes you cut me a slack. I think I've qualified enough to say some things. Yes. Yes. I've, co- I've, I've paid my dues. You understand? I've stayed here for 14 years. Yeah. You want me to go and talk about Burkina Faso? 
you, wherever do you want me? I should go and talk about Iceland. I should go and talk about Ghana. No, I've stayed here for 14 years. I've lived amongst you. I've seen the best and the worst of you. I qualified for 14 years. Few months down the line, I've, I've spent 14 years here. Like joke, like joke. So I've, I've earned the right to say some things. Do you understand? Yeah, I've earned the right. I've seen your children grow right in front of my eyes. Yes. Some of you, I saw you giving birth. So don't be proud. I think I've earned the right to say some things. Yes. Melanie, when you came to the church, how old were you? Twelve. I've earned the right to talk without her getting offended. Hannah. And those of you who are too old that I can't talk about your country, die now so I can have freedom to talk. Yes, maybe I can talk to this generation. They understand. Yeah. Why is it castigating our country? We are all in it. Yes. If America bombs Nairobi now, I might not. Will I jump to Ghana? I'm here. Lot was in Sodom amongst unrighteous people. And Peter later told us that every day his soul was being vexed. The soul. And I feel, I, I, maybe you don't know. If you move to Ghana, if you like you to live, go to Ghana. You start seeing that either the good part of the people or the bad part of the people will start vexing you. The vexation of your soul. I can tell you the truth. I'll, I'll be very surprised. Walking in heaven and so, where are you from? You said Kenya. I said, how, how many of you are here? I'm not joking. I'm, I'm speaking seriously. With all its pastors. I'm not joking. Because I've seen church members who are even stronger than pastors. Like if, if, if you were to choose this to be your pastor, you choose that church member than this person who is at, appointed as one. Amen? So when you see people running after somebody, it's because there are skillful men around the person who is willing after today, we talk of Solomon's temple. He built it with skillful men that were willing. What do you know how to do? You know how to do this. You know how to do that. And God says, I need your skill. But, uh, Father Lord, I am resting. Father Lord, you know, my mind right now is on a certain project. When my mind comes down, I will think about the project. I'm telling you, I need the first step to getting this place fixed. I had plans for this place. Yeah. That's me. I'm always working in my mind. I set, I set in motion August. The election was around what time? What date in August? 7th? Ninth, ninth. So, give or take, maybe by mid-August, I'd set the first a few days. Yeah, between the twelfth or the thirteenth of August last year, 
I said, we can do this. So we'll design here. Yeah. We are in January. That's like six months. Five. Five months on. Yes. Almost six, yes. In fact, six now. Because if the election was this, yeah. <laughs> For any manner of service. When it came to computer, ah, Solomon had people. Create an app for the sanctuary. They created an app. Create this thing for the church. Oh, it's done. In fact, they were now going to Solomon with better ideas. Solomon, you know, King, we've not considered this. Can we? Yeah, we live. Let me teach my teaching. You You cannot bully me in this church. Also, all, also the princes of, and all the people will be holy at thy commandments. Like they'll just be there waiting. And you say this, and that's it. (laughs) Here you have to write an email. Inviting the corporate affairs manager of uh, to come for, and that's your church member. Oh, uh, please tell the tell the man of God to send me an email. I'm on my way to one meeting right now. I, I I'll read the email. Those of you are into emails. Yes. If you like, try doing a Google meeting. You see that. The, the princes and the people are not holy at your commandment. Yeah. To get somebody to come for an online meeting is like trying to drag out a hippopotamus out of Lake Victoria. Like, come out now. I hear there are hippos in Lake Victoria. I've never seen them. Yeah. Big, big ones. People don't eat them. They are very lucky they are not in West Africa who would have eaten them. Imagine how a hippo meat would taste. Very nice. Yeah. One big whale like that made a mistake and landed in one beach in Accra. They started cutting it. Yes. Yes. A massive whale died. It was washed ashore. Hey, come and see my people. We don't waste time. Why do you think you don't go to Ghana to see lion? We we finish all the lions. Yes. There's a country in West Africa. They eat even porcupines. They'll eat it. Yes, we want to eat everything. God made them. So we are serving God's purpose by eating them. Yes. Occupy is sweet, but it smells. It smells. If they bring porcupine here now, hey, what is that? 
But if prepared well, it is very sweet. Yes. You know? So God was, through David, was telling Solomon, yeah, even the people, Solomon was going to do a great work. So the people were seeing the qualities of the people. Yeah. Skilled men who were willing. Rise up on your feet. Today we're going to start praying at 3 p.m. I hope we get coffee around that time. I hope. All right. So from 3 p.m. we're going to start praying. Amen. Father, we thank you. Glory to your name, El Shaddai, Adonai. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 